Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus 1,000 bonus cash on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month for 1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Carousel Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 331-2022. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for Season 2. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maynard, bring up the holy hand grenade. One, two, five. Freezer, three. Arm yourselves, America. This is Defenders Live. CNN political commentator, Van Jones, has tossed uh, kind of a wet blanket, as it were, on the Democratic Party's 2020 aspirations after Tuesday's debate, explaining without mincing words that the Democrats have their work cut out for them if they want to defeat the one president, Donald Trump. The one, the only? The one, the only. The man, (laughs) the myth, the legend, as they say. <laughs> Which is weird coming from Van Jones because Van Jones is uh well he's kind of partial to the to the left. What? I I know. I I this no. is shock to shocking. all of you within the sound of my voice, but it's so very shocking. I know. Color me shocked. No. But uh but he yeah, even he sat there and, and could point out that and which is Again, being as partial as he is to the left, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for him to turn around and say, um, "Y'all aren't looking very good." That's 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 an understatement. I'm just that says a lot. Just that say a, that is an understatement right there. It is. I mean, because what was he? He was uh, what was he to? Oh, not Trump. What was he to Obama? 
years ago. I forgot very briefly. He worked actually in the Obama administration. Yes, he did. Yes, very uh, briefly. And then he decided that, or they decided they didn't want him because he was a little too kooky and too far ended. And so he went and now works for CNN because he's no one's too kooky or far ended for no. CNN. No, that's that's how it goes. Uh huh. Just as I say. Quote, I came away feeling worried for the Democrat Party, Jones said during a panel discussion after the debate. Quote, I feel like a bowl of cold oatmeal. And I got to say, I missed Andrew Yang tonight. Well, here, okay. You know, you, you say it well, but you got to let him say it. I'm just yeah, you know, way better. Let him go ahead. Oh, here you go. We are back here in Des Moines, Iowa, talking about the debate that uh, the debate that was. Van, was it? Different than you, it was much different than you expected. I, I, I have to just say, you know, I, I came away feeling worried for the Democratic Party. I felt like tonight was a night that I, they were going to all put the fireworks out there. You're going to see the best of the best. And it just felt like a big bowl of cold oatmeal. And I missed, I got to say this, I missed Andrew Yang tonight. And I missed Corey Burke. Right, who wins the drink? And, game? and I missed Who wins the drinking game? Anybody? Say. Just saying. This is tricky. How do you miss? Really? You you missed Andrew Yang? Yeah, he did, misses the Yang. Did you really? Yes. Because I don't think Andrew Yang missed Andrew Yang. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not exactly like it's a, uh, as if he was a heavy hitter, you know what I mean? It's not like he, you know, was leading the charge and at the forefront of everything. He would... Did, Stood off to the one side, and wasn't he, at least for a while there, was on the side as far as like, uh, there was, they kind of almost broke him up into two debates, as it were, for a brief point. And he was always on the kind of the far end. He never really got to say much. And when he did, it was, well, he didn't really get to say much to my understanding. Of course, I didn't watch all of them. I didn't, I'll admit that. Yeah, I mean, it is what what you're going to do. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to do anything. Bless his heart. I just don't. Rough, 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 rough. Sorry, my that's lady. so weird. That it is, is so weird. Oh, goodness gracious! I'll that's, tell you what, man. It, it has been a crazy week, um, hasn't it? Though already, and it's like halfway through now. It's Wednesday. We we missed we missed yesterday, and that's my fault. I'll take the blame for that. Stephen was feeling under the weather, and and it was one of those things that I just kind of decided. You know what, I. <sighs> He's not feeling good, and I've had some things I needed to take care of, and so we said, "You know what? It's we'll just let it go." Right. It it beats trying to have the AI try and run it by himself, and couldn't do video, so it would have been playing hell trying to get carry on. And I mean, I could have done it still, but you know, it was sure, just sure. We figured we would do a repeat of of. Uh, an attempt at our best then to, you know, go through with a level of mediocrity. So that's what we did. So sorry about yesterday, but we are back. We are in Defenders Live, Mojo 50. Go to mojo50.com. Check out everything that's going on over there. Uh, 2020 has got big promises of big things. Yes. You want that bookmarked so you can go and check it out all the time, every day. Because if you're not, you're doing something wrong. Uh, go to our website, <laughs> D-O-A-E-Show. 
Uh-huh. Uh, check out all the archives going way back to when. Um, we were this, very worse when we were worse. We were worse. This is the, uh, we just hit our, I say just hit, we just recently passed our three-year anniversary of the show. The oh, beginning. Oh, you um, remembered. Thank you. No, go back to the beginning. You want to see just how it really was in the beginning. You think this is a giant dumpster fire. Oh, nay, nay. It got much worse. That it, it was a very it, we are a very small dumpster fire compared to where we used to be. Indeed, and it, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yes, we'll leave it there. We're not going to mess with it beyond that. Um, you can follow us on all of the social media sites at DOAE Show. Use the hashtag Arm Yourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. BES. Don't do the LFS. Right, and also if you are. Uh, if you are on the Twitters and you don't follow us, mm-hmm. um, you could potentially get yourself a free bag of APR coffee. Mm, see, everyone like, like if you haven't tried APR, which is, American by the way, Pride thank you. American Pride Roasters. Yes. Not my, I may have just woke up from a nap, but this is not my first day. No, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It's got some, I, I, everybody's making coffee. This is, this is the, the, Everybody's trying coffee. There's all these different brands, all these different flavors, all these different companies doing stuff. It's it's almost like the uh, the the home brewing of beers and things like that. It's, it's it was a big like, deal for a while. Yeah, um, and everybody touts that their coffee is the best. And as a coffee connoisseur, and I can say that because I'm one of those folks who does it who doesn't drink coffee with anything in it. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a very black coffee man. I am. I. I. I he like, likes his coffee like he likes his men. Tall, black, and hot. Oh no, <laughs> strong. <laughs> but because I like it the way I do, with the the, the <laughs> tall, dark, and strong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I. You you get a much better taste of the coffee, and and by far, APR coffee has is. Oh my god, the best that I've I've ever had. Like I, I I will drink anything else, and I have I have certain ones I can tolerate beyond them. But there's there's others that are vomitous at best. Like don't ever I, I, when I when I stopped putting the sugars and the creams into the coffee, and I went to Starbucks and had just a black cup of coffee. I it was like it was you strange. almost vomited, didn't you? Almost strange. Yeah, I, was, I actually tried to get them to give me my money back. So here's the thing, right? So go go to Twitter's, and mm-hmm. uh, if you are not following us, or you are not following the Mojo Five O's, uh, go to the Twitter's, follow the Mojo Five O Radio, follow the Defenders at D O A E Show, and make sure that you do that. And when you do, that'll enter you into a drawing at the end of the week. Which, by the way. We still haven't gotten your information from last week. Yeah. Person who won last week, please send your info so that we can we can send you coffee. We want to send you free coffee, Melting Flakes. I mean, we'll pass it off if we have to. I just we- I mean, you, you, I got you got one more day and then I've got to get the information from somebody else, so I'm going to have to do it then. All right. But yeah, go, please find us on the twitters and when you do 
you'll get entered in to win a free bag of APR coffee of your choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stuff. Good, good stuff's there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're done with Van Jones? I guess we are. I guess we are. Uh, Well, let me ask you this. Van Jones is a high high representation of the low information voter. Yes. He he that is one of the reasons why ultimately I think he went to just excuse me, to CNN was because he realized that he could have a bigger impact and not necessarily in a good way. I mean, it's a good way for him and it's a good way for his belief structure. But you know, CNN. Once you start hitting the CNN level of 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 uh, news, and you work your way down, you're just getting worse. You yeah. know, it, you're just you're you're literally tapping into the folks who are watching it because they are too lazy or too busy to be able to actually attempt to educate themselves. They're wanting to be told what and how to think, and that's why Van Jones is thriving in his mm-hmm. little section of his little niche right because that's that's where he makes him most impression right by being a low information voter information guy where he can tell you then oh no these people are racist and that's why this happened not here's what happened here's what we know draw your own conclusion yeah exactly so Poor well, man. so here's what I mean. So there's obviously low information voters. Van Jones is a a proponent of the low information voter. Uh-huh. And uh, low information voters study offers some very troubling and sometimes hilarious results for Democrats. Uh-huh. That's the headline here from uh, the Daily Wire as uh, 2020 kicks into gear. A series of focus groups involving low-information voters conducted by Barack Obama's former speechwriter offer some deeply troubling and sometimes funny takeaways. The study, which involves focus groups on four different cities, uh, was conducted late last year by Obama's former speechwriter, John Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau. Uh, For the second season in his uh, crooked media... Uh, crooked media produced podcast, The Wilderness. I'm sorry, but crooked media. I guess that, yeah, I don't know why. Former speech writer for Obama. There's a lot of that that... Sounds really bad. It does. I don't know if he fully thought that through. Maybe he did because, uh, you know... Maybe. Maybe. Maybe so. Uh, Each focus group consisted of 10 voters with specific voting records. Philadelphia group of 10 uh, all voted for Hillary in 2016. Milwaukee all voted for Obama in 2012 uh, and flipped to Trump in 2016. And then voted for Democrats again in 2018. The group that in Miami, which were mostly black and Hispanic. (gasps) Shocker. Um who voted for Obama in 2012, but either stayed home 2016 or voted for a third party. And then Phoenix participants, which flipped from Romney to Clinton. Mm-hmm. All but the Phoenix group consisted of what Politico generally calls low information voters. Now I would like, and I, and, and I like the way this is all laid out and everything else, but there, I have to interject here for a teensy moment. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to know officially what Politico deems 
it's not like its definition of a low information voter is that's that's the thing um if you take a gander at what they're talking about democrats yeah but that's be but i would argue there are democrats out there that are not low information voter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are some out there who fully are aware and who do pay attention now because you can't because based off of what i'm i'm gathering their, their little study went and everything else um you can put the Republicans in the exact same shoe in the exact same spot and they can still be deemed low information voter. True. And True. that's what I'm talking about. Like you can't just sit here and go uh, use the, the phrase of low information voter as a way to generalize a, a, a group of people. That's what they did in a, in a, in a, in a different, you know, in another subgroup, you know what I mean? I like mean, you that- can't just sit there and do that as a way to call, you know, as reference to Democrats. Like you have to be fair and say a low information voter is somebody who hears information, but doesn't take the time to actually look into it themselves mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. And you know, they, they don't know a lot about politics. They just know what they hear from certain news outlets. Correct. That's what it should stay, but it's, doesn't seem to be quite that way. Yeah, and it's not really. Uh, so even like I would say that even they argue a little bit on that because there's a like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So quote, I came away thinking that Trump may be as big of a challenge as this uh, as the cynicism and distrust that uh, that a lot of these voters have toward the entire political system and the media. Favreau told Hamby, Peter yes, Hamby. But- so Who's now we're, he's bringing. See, that's now he's talking fair. about not just. Now he's not talking about just the political system, but he's also bringing the media into it. That's aha. It's a whole nother level of yeah. See, there you go. He said, "Quote: Most sure. of them don't like Trump at all, but since uh, politics haven't uh, delivered for them in a tangible way, they're starting to ignore the circus altogether, which makes them hard to reach." Hamby, Peter Hamby from Vanity Fair, points out that among Democrats, the low information crowd um, named, uh, named when asked about uh, who they associated the Democrat Party, only two of the current Democratic presidential candidates' names came up frequently, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren was named by th- just three people, while Pete Buttigieg was, named, uh, w- was cited only by one. The respondents said they largely aligned with the Democrat Party on key issues. They also associated it with infighting taxes, socialism, ineptitude, and too many candidates. Yeah. That's actually pretty fascinating. And Considering they're supposed to be low-information voter. Yeah, that's really funny, right? Um, the most Democratic candidates appear to be off- most of their radars, Trump was everywhere, says Favreau. Quote, I purposely waited to bring up Trump because I wanted to ask them about their thoughts on issues important to them and why they vote, uh, why they vote and what they think about government first. And when he, when he told Hamby, quote, but in almost every focus group, someone just brought up Trump almost immediately. He's everywhere, like a national psychic wound. Well, that's says, what happens. Says the Favreau. Yeah, that's what happens when... You obsess about the president 24-7 on news. Yeah, I because I could argue you could take... If we could go back in the Wayback Machine and you could t- 
take this exact same group. study group that he's doing mm -hmm. and apply that to folks uh, on the right during the Obama administration, you probably would get the exact same results. Cor well, very similar, yes. Uh, especially during the uh, Republican debates. Yeah, yeah, with the 900 people up on... 24 people on stage at one point and... <laughs> Yeah, they had the minor, the major league debates and then the minor league debates. Yeah. The whole it's, deal. Yeah. I'm like, you guys know that you're not getting to the big table sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is cute. Uh, next time, maybe. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe next year, kids, when you maybe grow up. Maybe one day, sport. <laughs> you keep at it there, tiger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just, <laughs> I, like I said, I like the idea of this, but again, it's, it's very skewed. It is very skewed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It because, is because again, you're just trying. You're you're not being uh, completely forthcoming about it because, like I said, you're you're using it to gauge, you know, their a, a person. Which one? I don't like how I understand that a focus group can't have tons and tons of people, but like you did like six it's or a focus group. Cases. <laughs> yeah, it's like six or eight of those things with eight to ten people per. That's not very big. I mean, that's, that's a not very that's, small group. Yeah, I mean, I handpicked. I cherry picked ten people out of a crowd. No, 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 no. no. It needs. Work. It would need to be. You know, we've done focus groups the exact same way over the course of a year, right? In these different places, and we, and again, doing that same setup, we just randomly grab ten people every day or every other day, and every few days, mm -hmm. once a week, we randomly grab ten people. Yep, for a year, and we and we did discussions. Here are the results. That would be fair. That would be genuine, and that would be I could I could take a lot of that to heart. But again, a lot of this I think, again, albeit that it fits a lot of what we like to hear. Sure, tends to be again a little slanted. It is a little slanted, teensy weensy bit, just a bit crooked media. <laughs> almost like he planned it i know Maybe. i know <laughs> <sighs> of the uh left mm. era slight deviousness so the, the the democrats are planning uh to spend 50 million in a campaign that would flip state legislatures before redistricting and the best part is, is there's a beautiful picture of our beloved state of north carolina mm -hmm. that pisses me off Right. Unprepared Democrats got bulldozed in 2010 by $30 million Republican campaign to win state legislatures. Right. Uh, the right to draw political maps that would help them hold power for the next decade. I Pausing there for a moment, I don't understand why this is allowed to actually go on, period. It should not be uh, – it, it, it should be drawn and left, and that should be it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This constant changing and reshuffling and da da da, da is garbage. It, the whole redistricting thing is really stupid. And they, they do it every year. Every politician decides that they want to do this, especially in North Carolina. Yes. Once they either lose a district or they win a district, they're like, oh, we've got to make it easier for us to keep winning. It's the whole idea behind, you know, you take a win and then you lock the door behind you. You mm -hmm. can't do that. that that's, that's proof that... You're doing this for your own personal gain and mm -hmm. not for the betterment of the people. Right. 
if you were doing it for the betterment of the people, you wouldn't worry too much about, you know, redistricting unless there was an, a dramatic spike or drop in population. Yes. An obvious one, too, not just, you know. Yeah, like a, like literally 100,000 people area went to, you know, 60,000. Yes. And then yeah. you're like, oh, well. Like like the goings on with, with uh, California, where everybody's yeah. migrating out of California or New York because the taxes and crap in both those places are so high and so mm-hmm. unbearable to a point that they have to move on and and. That's why they're getting ready to lose a couple seats because or what's about to happen in Virginia because they're trying to get rid of everybody's guns. But, you know, that, too. But see, but that's the thing is, is they're losing the districting seats. They're not redrawing the lines. Yes, correct. They're losing the seats because they don't have enough people in those areas. Yes, which is how it should be. Right. <sighs> now, the Democrats are readying a massive 50 million dollar effort of their own to shape the next 10 years of elections by flipping state legislative chambers in places as red as Texas and West Virginia and North Carolina. And well, yeah, they're trying hard. The plan backed by democratic uh, mega donors like uh, Donald Sussman and the Soros family, as well as a small dollar dollar donors giving online uh, via act blue represents a see you change in the democratic legislation campaign, uh, campaign committee mm-hmm. backwater in democratic politics that is transferred as the as a party grappled with the importance of redistricting in 2020 the last election before the state redraws their political boundaries using a new census data the winners of many state legislatures get power to draw congressional lines that will last an entire decade mm-hmm. again i the fact that this happens shows how dishonest these people are Oh, yeah, for sure. It really does. Ah, halfway through the show. Already. Good Lord. I know. Anyway, we'll be right back right after this. I'm Mike Opelka from PureOpelka.com with your two-minute drill. Last night's Democratic debate, the seventh one and the one before the Iowa caucuses, seemed kind of lame to me, seemed kind of wimpy. We were told there were going to be fireworks between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and there really were no such fireworks. It was just kind of meh. And even Van Jones, the progressive guy over on CNN, a guy who supports all kind of liberal policies, believes it was lame. In fact, he thought none of the people on that stage could beat Donald Trump. He's not wrong, but I think there's something else at work here. To see those two have that level of vitriol was very dispiriting. And I want to say that tonight for me was dispiriting. Democrats have to do better than what we saw tonight. There was nothing I saw tonight that would be able to take Donald Trump out. And I want to see a, a, a Democrat in the White House as soon as possible. There was nothing tonight that if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us. And to see further division tonight is very dispiriting. We get it. It was very dispiriting. You used the word three times in 30 seconds, for gosh sakes. Anyway, what's behind this? I think Van Jones is going to push for the return of Hillary Clinton. I think Van Jones 
And a lot of the people who are still mad that she lost to Donald Trump in 2016 are going to point to these candidates and say, none of these losers can beat Trump. Wait till after the Iowa caucus. If it's still a mess, I'll bet you Hillary returns. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Michael Palka's two-minute drill is powered by MojoWildRice.com. Their wild rice is a superfood, gluten, sodium, fat, and cholesterol-free, yet high in fiber, protein, zinc, phosphorus, and trace minerals. But you're going to love it because it's delicious. MojoWildRice.com. MojoWildRice.com. I said, welcome back. Oh, okay. Sorry. Not loud enough. Yeah, not loud enough. The Finishers Live, Mojo 5.0. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It is Wednesday. Wednesday. It doesn't mean anything. It just means it's the middle of the week. That's right. That's the only good thing we have going on. Go <laughs> doaeshow.com. That is doaeshow.com. Go check out all the archives and everything that we got going over there, going way back to the win. Oh, so much change, and yet it's all still the same dumpster fire you've come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Up a shirt or a mug or anything over there. We're the, the only official place for the Jackhole Nation gear, so do you want to check that out as well? Mojo50.com. Follow Mojo50 on all of the social medias at Mojo50 Radio. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else am I missing here? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, by the way, Mojo Five O. Uh, now that we're talking about it, I didn't. That's what we're missing. That's what we're missing. They're doing a little promotion right now. If you decide to give them a gift, they're going to send you one. So it's like an, it's a, it's a, it's like Christmas. It's a gift exchange. It is. It's like Christmas. It yeah. just even though Christmas is over, right? They're giving you a gift. Mojo Five O Radio has decided that they're going to extend Christmas. Yes. They're going to extend Christmas at least eight inches. That's that's uh, that's not bad, but I heard it's not all about length. It's not. It's also about girth, which is why these are also 52 gauge. Girth. I don't know why that's funny to say <laughs> to me, but it is. It's almost like saying moist. Oh, I... <laughs> I do, and I don't supple. know why, but I do. Supple and moist. Every, uh, it just make my eyes twitch. Anyway, so what <laughs> this uh, exchange? So they're they're doing a gift exchange. Let's say so. If you, Me. being the awesome person that you are, decide stop because you're awesome. I am. Well, thank you. That's very kind. You're awesome. But if you decide, thank you, that you want to donate a little bit, twenty five dollars or more to Mojo Five O, just a little something. Little, you know, little chump change. Mm-hmm. Twenty five bucks or more to Mojo Five O. They're gonna send you their Mojo Five O Daily Mojo Cigar Series set. Mm-hmm. It comes so with it, it comes with three cigars. Okay, three of them. Three, and like I said, it's uh, they're they're eight inches and mm. fifty two gauge. 
So good enough for a, a good enough for a Clinton. So you say it gets the job done. It does. It does indeed. Uh, the first one is the El Jefe. It's a Connecticut wrapper with a mild cigar. It's good for beginners, people like myself, like good. Dylan. You know, people that haven't actually smoked cigars. Um, that, that's that's a good starter if that's what you're looking for. Or you got the Handy J. Now the Handy J is no, it's a medium spicy cigar. It's it's kind of like a Cuban. Okay. Got a little kick to it. A little spice. Mm-hmm. And then you have the stag. Now, this is a Maduro. It's it's a smooth, bold taste. It's for somebody who's been smoking for a little while. Somebody who's a mature cigar smoker. A mature smoker? A mature cigar smoker. Someone who knows how to handle their cigars. Now, you can take all three on your own or... You can pass them around and share them with people. I've heard that cigars are very good for sharing. I've heard that as well. Past best to people. I mean, that's, you know, give it to your girlfriend or. Whoa. Again, it works for the president. <laughs> All the rest. But like I said, if you make a donation, $25 or more to Mojo Five O over on Mojo5o.com, they'll be sending you the Daily Mojo Cigar Series. Check them out today. Mojo5o.com. Thank you, because I, I knew I was forgetting something, and that were it. <laughs> Virginia Jackal. Mature describes no one on this show. You're right. Unless you're referring to mature as an age thing. And then only Brad Stacks. Yeah, that's true. Maybe some Ron. Mm. Maybe. Nope, just Brad Stacks. Nope. Just Brad. Just, just Brad. Just Brad. Just Brad. So, so. there's study been out. No, another study. You're going to be shocked by this. Shocked. Shocked, you say? Shocked, I say. No. There was a new study that was carried out by the University of Queensland in Australia. 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 I find funny because Australia is on fire. Fire. It's on fire. Yeah. And yet they got time to do a study. Right. Yeah. So, uh, they found that a majority of women surveyed preferred men with beards. Hi, I'm Steven. I don't have a beard. And I'm married. That doesn't mean anything. It's not saying that you can't... Prefer. Women prefer the beards. And I would love to be able to grow one, but it's not going to (laughs) happen. <laughs> so it was funny. So Steve and myself and mm-hmm. and and uh, another else. friend of ours had gone out briefly for a drink the other night. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we're sitting at the table, and and our friend is is got a short beard, but he's you know he looks he's tall. He looks older. Well, yeah, looks older, and and then there was myself, who right. you know looks like Grizzly Adams, right? And, and then there's me. Then there's Stephen, babyface Stephen. Yes, we got carded because I was there. But because Steve <laughs> was Dylan decided there. to make the joke. You know, it's because of you, right? And the guy admitted to it. Said the yes. guy, yeah, I, the guy, the, the the bartender literally said yes. Yep. You are getting ID'd because of him. I was like, I know, all right, I know. 
Mm. It happens. I just that made me the funny anyway. thing is the guy that was with us was the youngest guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> By what? Almost five? Is it almost five years? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's thirty one. He's yeah, like thirty one. He, he's a baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> According to the Daily Star, the study, which has conducted nearly a thousand American women, determined that women prefer men with beards because it made the males appear more physically and socially dominant. Now, isn't whoa, that just a te- whoa, 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 uh huh, whoa, something uh, askew? I thought that wasn't a thing anymore. Like we couldn't do that anymore. You mean that that. Couldn't have men being menly, manly, you know, toxic masculinity. Uh, that's a that's a thing, so right? It man, was supposedly men can't be men, right? Apparently, okay. So what I'm gathering is that men can't be men, but they want men to still look like, like they men. could be men. They want them to look like uh Manly man with their physicality. So and what you so want, stop. what you're saying you want is you want a millennial with skinny jeans uh, and and the the T-shirt that's not actually um, <laughs> that's that look, the T-shirt that makes him look like brawny man. But <laughs> flannel. That's not flannel. It's just it just looks flannel mm. and with a giant beard. So that, that, you, that orders a soy latte. You want that guy? You want a fake man is what you're saying. You want one that you want the looks and not the reality. Because if men can't actually be air quotes men, you can't have competition. You can't have actual men being men. And I'm not talking about douchebaggery. I'm talking about just you know, being a guy. Being a guy, being the hunter gatherer, being the protector, being the 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 Yes, and the more aggressive, but sometimes yes, because that's, you know, it's just unfortunately the nature of the beast. But um, you want them to look like all of this, but you don't want them to really be like that. Huh. Huh. Women who prefer a clean shave were found to be opposed to parasites like lice and ticks. Okay, well, that's cool. I get that, but I'm going to go on a limb and just say that if you, any, nor most, most of us bearded fellers take the time to actually bathe. Right. You know what I mean? You can't yeah, just, and yeah, I, of, course, I, of course you do. I might just like, I'm all gnarly right now. I've been needing to get in and get a beard, like trim up and straighten up for better part of two weeks now, at least. But it, it's you have to get it taken care of. You have to keep it neat. And it's not because oh well, I well, you know the, it's attractive that way and blah blah blah. No, no, it's because you can. You get a lot of stuff, and this is a bib. <laughs> it is a bib. It catches all. So and really, I, so what they're saying is really, and thank you, Big Pharma Steve, who understands the joke that I was ready for, but you just you were catching you caught it a little too soon. Just a little too soon. You were there, and I, I appreciate you. But wait for it, okay? Hold on. There's more. So what women want is men. Men in tights. Because they're men. They're roaming and, around the and- forest looking for fights. 
They're men. They're men in They're tights. Men in tight <laughs> tights. La 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 I love that movie. So good. It makes me happy. <sighs> but yeah, no, I, we were there. We were there, Big Pharma Steve. You just were a little, little fast, a little quick on the draw. Quick on the well, draw. We had it down. We just didn't want to just, it was obvious. Look, it was want- so obvious. We just didn't want to come out with it. All right. We had to, we had to ease into it like a good cigar. Ever so slightly and right lightly <laughs> just say let's be frank a pa oh like brandon oh oh that's not nice but true but so true but not nice so true <laughs> we were all thinking it you just said it bad you don't say it it's not nice uh that, but yeah, no, so it, it, it goes into the, the survey, asked women between the ages of 18 and 70. No! Oh. At least they had a really wide range and they weren't trying to be limiting here. <laughs> about their feelings on facial hair and masculinity. Oh. Researchers mm-hmm. showed the women for photographs of three separate men. Look at this photograph! Every time a there it makes me laugh with varying degrees of facial hair ranging from clean shaven to full beard ah the women were encouraged to rate the men's attractiveness on a scale of zero to a hundred participants were also asked to rate men based on their uh propiciency to engage in either short or long-term relationships based on their level of attraction. Ooh. The star reports that, quote, in almost all scenarios, the more facially masculine photos were rated as more attractive. Uh, see, that goes to genetic predisposition. Yep, that's that's hardwiring. Yeah. That's, you know, the medieval stuffs where it's... It's that's beyond the medieval stuff. So that's that's literally you you are man and you are woman. And this is you. This is what you look for in a in a spouse. Genetically, your body is wired to look for this. Yes. You want, you know, as a like you said, most men are looking for a womanly woman and most women are looking for a manly looking man. And when you can have the beards and you can have the certain things like that, it taps into that. Just a little more. A tad, you know. But anyway, the University of Queensland PhD student Tessa Clarkson suggested that there were a variety of reasons for such an outcome. Mm -hmm. Really? Masculine faces Mm. signify physical strength and social dominance. And that facial hair only emphasizes those traits. So the wider your chin, the squarer your jaw. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, is completely hidden underneath a beard. Right. I know because I have no chin. <laughs> <laughs> but I you don't. Have the a only beard. reason it appears that I have a jawline is because of a beard. Well, you have a beard, and thus it, it covers it, up my lack of a jawline. It hides many sins. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Look at the. Uh, for me personally, I only have to worry about zits on about half of my face now instead of the whole face right 
You know, actually, I haven't had to worry too much about zits. Recently. Which, I mean, as getting older, you don't have don't to either. But occasionally, you get that one rogue one. and uh, Normally, that's like on my shoulder. Really? Yeah, it's weird. That is weird. I get I got it occasionally. It, like, no, I get, I'll, I'll get, get one, one like, occasionally, like right in here. I'll get it right back here. Yeah. Like right where your shoulder blade is. Like you can't actually reach it. <laughs> yeah. So you like, don't even sick. really know it's there. and Until you look and you're like, you see it in the mirror. What is that? It's huge. <laughs> Throughout the study, researchers also showed participants photos of parasites. Oh. And asked the women to rate their aversion to the pests. The outlet reported that, quote, women who showed fear over hair or skin-based parasites did not like those men with beards, end quote. Well, that makes sense. Well, duh. But... Uh, Again, I find this to be a teensy bit of a, of a, uh, it's kind of a, a leap, really. Oh. Let's not say that there's men maybe with a, facial hair that maybe don't. Maybe a hop. Get, well, no, that's no, that's more like a launch. It. Oh. I, I I get that you can get you can very easily get parasites and lice and things like that if you don't wash. Yes. It, it, if you are unkempt. Yeah, if you were unkept, it could be that way. But what I'm saying is, is, is if you even take a regular shower, okay, just a regular shower, mm-hmm, does mm-hmm. it perfectly clean out a man's beard? No. But it is enough. Again, because it's a catch-all. You put shampoo in your hair, the soap runs down through your beard, it gets rinsed out. It, it, happens. it still will keep away all, most of these issues, these parasites and lice and junk that these ladies are are worried about. So just saying the outlet reported that women quote, who showed fear in the hair or skin based parasites didn't like men's with beards suggested that the women collated beards with poor grooming. Like I just said. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and it's not, if you know a a guy with, if, if the guy's beard is grungy. Oh yeah. You can always look and tell like if you got a clean beard, it's obvious you got a clean facial hair. I mean, it's it's obvious that you keep care of it. I mean, come on. Yep. It's like yep. I, I look unkept by just not shaving for a day. You guys, you know, if you don't brush the crap out of that, you know. <laughs> mm, yep. And I'm always and I, I'm always brushing my beard out. Yeah, you are. All the time. Mm-hmm. It's like a fetish for you almost. Not a fetish. No, something like that. That's that's horrible. Well, I mean, come on. I thought of fetish mm-hmm. are you sure no it's just it's comfortable it's like i i now it's understand a comfort. it's a comfort for you it is i now understand why cats always come up and run their jawline across you because it does it feels it's relaxing it's comforting it is it makes me feel happy uh, really it does that's it, good it, maybe it's maybe it's a uh, uh, one of the steps in the uh, new life biofeedback system I wonder. That's a good one to look into. I haven't looked for sure, but that might be. I mean, for people that suffer with anxiety, PTSD, insomnia, depression, addiction, brain fog, memory loss, low energy, anger, irritability, chronic pain or fatigue, all those things, headaches, all the rest of that, maybe some mood swings. If you have negative thoughts and and self-limiting beliefs stopping you from achieving your goals and doing what you want to do with your life, Maybe a neurofeedback system could help you. Maybe. It may be one of those things. Yeah, see, this is being used by the DOD, Navy SEALs, even U.S. Olympic teams. 
to, to help achieve optimal performance in their, in their people. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try it too. You should. How would I go about doing that? Well, you can do it two different ways. You can go to their website. That's newlifeholistic.com, newlifeholistic.com, or 1-888-4-BIOLIFE, 1-888-4-B-I-O-L-I-F-E. And if you call today or schedule your free consultation, mention Mojo, and you can get $50 off your first session. So if you mention Mojo Radio... When you call them at 1-888-4-BIOLIFE or go to their website, newlifeholistic.com and schedule your free consultation, you'll get 50 bucks off your first full session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I need to check that out myself. I've been yeah. looking thinking about it for a bit. That's okay. Just saying. Well, it's fine. Uh, some, somebody who could have utilized it, uh, actually 21 people who could have utilized it, uh, Saudi students mm-hmm. in Pensacola, Florida. I've been to Pensacola. I used to live there for a while. Well, let's see. Um, mm-hmm. These Saudi students were expelled. Why were they the 21 of them, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a big... Uh, well, they attacked. They attacked investigators. Uh, well, they had a. Sorry, it was after a, an attack in Pensacola. Investigators found jihadi posts and child porn on their computers. Oh, because that's a good thing to have. Yeah, you see, invest, uh, the investigation into a deadly shooting in Pensacola military base resulted in the expulsion of twenty-one Saudi nationals who were military students over. Jihadi literature and child porn. Wow. Yeah. Attorney General Bill Barr reporters uh, told reporters, sorry, um, in the media briefing on Monday that the military students were found to have posted jihadist messages on social media while others had contact with child pornography. (sighs) Three U.S. sailors were killed in the December mass attack. And another eight Americans were wounded. Barr called the attack an act of terrorism, obviously. Yes. Uh, yeah. The FBI found that the, assault, uh, the assailants had posted messages ahead of the attack that could have served as a warning. One message read, the countdown has begun on the anniversary of 9-11. He also posted, quote, he also posted other anti-American, anti-Israel, and jihadist messages on social media and did so two hours before his attack on the naval base. Mm. Investigators say that uh, uh, he'd been planning the mass attack for months and they did not find any other students that had prior knowledge of the attack or that they aided in any manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. FBI is seeking help from Apple to access information for the attacker's iPhones. Um, uh, the attacker's iPhone devices, which uh, he attempted to disable during the attack and failed, apparently. Because Apple's the, got their junk on lockdown. Yeah. You yeah I, was sta- I was stationed at, at, at uh, NAS Pensacola for almost a year, I think. I loved it out there. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. Beaches were nice. That was a long time ago. I was 
It was 20 years ago. Holy smokes. <laughs> Holy smokes. No, it was 20. You're old. 21 years, 22 years ago. Good Lord have mercy. I was 17. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Having a weird wonky you, flashback you here. You were reminiscing, weren't you? I was. I was taking a stroll down memory lane. and That was where I met uh, Wayne Brady. Remember him? Wayne Brady, black guy. Yeah, Nasty. yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He came on to host a talent show or something on base one time. Oh, cool. That's nice. He was a nice guy. I'm sure he was. So, good times. Great oldies. So, speaking of uh, child porn, because mm-hmm. we all know we love talking about that. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves that, right? Makes everybody's day. Uh, dozens of teenage girls suspected of being groomed and abused in Manchester by gangs of men from Asian backgrounds uh, were failed uh, because of police because police feared upsetting race relations, uh, says a new probe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Victims repeatedly alerted officers about sexual assaults, giving names and addresses of those involved, but in almost all the cases, no action was taken. Why? Now, a bombshell report suggests Greater Manchester Police and the City Council shelved an investigation into what was happening, at least partially, because of the, quote, many sensitive community issues. Concerns were expressed about the risk of proactive tactics or the incitement of racial hatred, in quote, as the 145-page independent review states. It also adds, quote, the authorities knew that many victims were being subjected to the most profound abuse and exploitation, but did not protect them from the perpetrators. Perpetrators? Perpetrators. This is a depressingly familiar picture and has been seen in many other towns and cities across the country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's see. The verdict forms part of the probe carried out by child care expert Malcolm Newsom. Newsom? Newsom. (laughs) And former Cambridgeshire police detective Gary Ridway Mm -hmm. into how sexual child exploitation has dealt there has been dealt with within the city in the early and mid 2000s yeah apparently it's a popular thing out there in the centers of operation augusta in which was set up in 2004 after the death of victoria uh ago ag ha haha 15 a uh hashtag her- nailed it i did but i'm proud that's so my giggle was for is not that she died. That's very sad. It was the fact that I actually got her name right. Um, the girl who reported being raped, but who died from a suspected overdose soon after she alerted authorities of the abuse. Right. Augusta subsequently identified at least 57 victims, mainly white girls aged 12 to 16. Mm. And some 97 potential suspects involved in grooming across the region. But, but your officers at the GMP under uh, resourced the investigation before closing it down completely with the backing of the Manchester City Council. Only three people were convicted in related crimes at court. What? 
Mm-hmm. The it, force had, at the time, just finished dealing with unrelated cases involving the Kurdish community that had created severe tensions and officers were keen not to be seen targeting another minority group. So, protect strangers, not your own people. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Protecting strangers over your own Way to go, Britain. Yay. Good job, dudes. Yay. Yay. Time for the count. Let's get to it. Good evening, Mojo 5 I'm Leprechaun, and here with your bell count grade for the day, Wednesday, January 15th. 2020. Today we had six missed innuendo bells, ten actual bells, one oh my gosh, giving us an MB or no bueno for the day. Peace out and good night, y'all. It's very low counts, guys. D O A E show, D O A E show, Mojo Five O. We will see you tomorrow. Yeah, bye bye. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.